doing episode 49 of the OG's pod, Harry. That's what we're doing. We are live. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. You just said to me literally 28 seconds ago, what are we doing? I well, said, I, I, live. You know, I haven't heard from you in so long. Like, you went dark, and, uh, you know, I text you stuff. I don't get responses. And then all of a sudden, you show up yesterday out of nowhere saying hey uh, what's your schedule like for tomorrow and i'm like yeah well what do you want from me I'm <laughs> your schedule is what doing, i want i'm doing every, i'm doing stuff every day <laughs> i don't disappear yeah i've been on a covid protocol here oh my god are you serious? enough of this shit i've it's been um, un, it's been like a roller coaster of dog shit it geez. you know I, I was getting better and yeah. then I fucking hit another dip in the uh, in the roller coaster ride. Okay, now this is allegedly the first time that you've had the COVID that okay. I'm aware of. Yeah, but you've been sick periodically for like the last six months. Yeah, they had why the RSV. Yeah, yeah, it's- RSV. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a fucking whirlwind over here. <laughs> I mean, mentally, I'm not in a good spot. I'll tell you, <laughs> it's you and also uh, Jeff Moore, who I do the Swing It and Ding It podcast. With That's Moose. Week. He has been the same thing. He's got a sinus infection. He's got the RSV. He's got COVID. Like every two weeks, it's something else. Yeah. Why does he have kids? Yes. Oh, there he's you got go. A, there's he's got the a very young daughter. Yeah. There's yeah. the common denominator. Is that what you're, you're blaming it on the kids? Well, yeah. When in doubt. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, is they go to school and they bring home all the shit with them. Right. And then you end up sick. They end up right. getting it for like, like 68 seconds because they're kids and they can fight anything off. Right. At 51, almost 51, you know, everything that comes into my house, I get and, and have to endure. Hmm. So you've basically seems. got the immune system of Coach Camille. At this point, I think so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's not yeah, a good you, thing. No, it's not something I was striving for, Harry. No, that's not I'll good. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it wasn't something I was looking to do. I wasn't looking to emulate Coach Camille's immune system. You're not putting that in your bio that you're going to no. send to Colin Thompson. In a I might have hours. to. Full transparency in the bio. Newly acquired Re- shit Coach Camille immune system. Regularly under the weather. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I'm sick constantly. And it's, it's fucking debilitating. It's like, Jesus Christ, you just want to yeah. have some fucking energy and you can't. Yeah. Yeah, you've been kind of low T here for a while. Yeah, I'm not like noticing. It. You're kind of like Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of checked out that broadcast yeah. that he did with Tony Dungy a oh week or so god. ago. That was awful. Oh yeah. god, was that terrible? Yeah, he, Al's he's done. He's, he's done. cooked. He's been think, cooked. Yeah, I've been trying and, to tell people. Yeah, we don't. We didn't want to hear it though. We didn't want to believe it, Harry. Yeah, I mean he's Sometimes a legend. Don't get me believing. wrong. Yeah, you know it's not going to erase any of the great uh, broadcasting he's done in the past, but he's done. Yeah, he's totally cooked. I mean, sometimes you just don't want to believe it. Right. Well, it's because these networks keep, you know, putting big checks in front of these guys. I can't blame them. It's like, wait, wait a second. You want to pay me X amount of millions of dollars to do how many games? Yeah. And I'm going to work with this guy now, Kirk Herbster. Yeah, I'll do that. Sure. You're going to give me the money. I'll do it. There's been a lot of outrage over Tony Romo lately, too. He hasn't been. He's kind of regressed. Is the right yeah. word, I think. Like, I've noticed it too because I was a huge fan of him right at the start and for a while. But this year has been different. Like, he's almost like just 
you know, freewheeling. Like he's, you know what I mean? Like he's just out there talking. Like he's not predicting plays anymore. I don't know if they told him to back off on that. If if they did, I don't know why, because that was great. And now he's just sort of talking. Well, they're going to go for it here, Jim. Oh, oh, second thought. No, they're not. Uh, you know, he's just like. He's not getting the same vamping. level of information. Yeah, he's like a vamping and Nance is sort of just letting him go. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, not as good. Yeah, the, the predicting of the plays was great when he was right. Yeah. But now that now that maybe they're they don't want to give him that information anymore. Well, I mean, he who was giving him the information? I mean, he was studying film and seeing the formations and knowing the down and distance and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he was saying, Well, if I'm I'm the quarterback here, I'm gonna go to this guy in this yeah. defensive alignment. Like but maybe he's getting less from the coaches and the coordinators too. Maybe in his, yeah, me- in his meetings leading into a game. You but I, I, he's not been as good. He's he's he, he uh, he's regressed. Is the shine worn off his star a little bit I already? Think it, I think it is. Wow, it's a good yeah, thing he got that contract is. done prior. I know. Well, he reset the bar for everybody. I think. Oh, I think he was he made the guy. everybody a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And now Tom Brady's going to make a, a ton of money when he decides to finally hang it up, which he should. I think he should retire. I agree. I don't like telling people when to quit, but I think he should quit. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you think he'd be a good broadcaster? Um, I, I don't really know. I mean, I think he'd be, I don't know if he'd be, I think he'd be more polished than a Romo. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, not, not a little more conventional probably too. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if he's going to take people to task. A lot of times these former players don't want to do that, but anything's better than Drew Brees. He was God awful. He's hideous. Yeah. And, and who was the tight end for Dallas that did Monday night football for a year? Witten. Yeah. Jason, Jason Witten. Witten. He was yeah. terrible. Yeah. yeah. Remember he came in with a hair piece and then came out with <laughs> was like, come on, dude, make up. Then he went back and played. Uh, yeah, he did. I think <laughs> He was a he great back, player. Yeah, he was. He was a very good player. Yeah, great player, um, but man, he was brutal. Yeah, he was terrible as an announcer. I, I just saw the video the other day. Remember Sergio Dip? Yeah, the dude uh, that was at, wasn't that at a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think he was like down on the field as like a field reporter He's for sideline reporter. Yeah, was it one of the Latin networks or something? Because yep. he, he was a he was Hispanic guy, right? Yeah, Latin guy. Having the time of my the life. Time of my life. Yeah, we played that drop for about yeah. I don't know about a year after that. Yeah, where is he? What what I, happened to him? I don't know. Somebody for some reason, maybe it was some sort of anniversary of Sergio Dip or something because it, it was all over my Twitter timeline. Is I don't understand right? my Twitter timeline either. So yeah, I don't either. Well, you know what? It's funny you bring that up. It's I've seen a lot of this on this date in 2014 kind of stuff yeah. on Twitter now. That's probably what it's from. I got to figure, like, when I go on Twitter, which I go on too, too often, but what you have to do is see, like, when you pull it up on your phone, for instance, it's going to have the for you icon on the left and then following on the right, like yeah. up in the top there. Yep. I have to constantly select following because the other, the for you is the algorithm where they decide what they think you should see. Yeah. And I don't give a shit about what they think I should see. I want to f- see who I'm following. That's why I'm following them. Yes. So it I should say for them. It. Yes. <laughs> Not for me, but for you. you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you know yeah, me with that. I'm like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started like muting accounts. Me too. 
because, because I, I see seeing, the same ones. Yeah, yes. and I'm going, I, I don't need to see this. I don't care. Well, see, here's the thing. I figured that out, too. It's like if you selected a tweet that you liked or, or you liked a tweet, even worse, then they're going to say, oh, well, this guy is going to like everything this person has to say. And then you constantly see everything they do yeah. in your feed. It's like, no, I don't like everything they do. I just like that thing that they said. Yeah, I, I've decided. I hate now, all this shit. Yeah, I've decided now, Harry, I don't like anything. I don't either. I don't want to like anything. Because <laughs> because I don't want to give them the info right. that I like something. Right. I can like it by myself. I don't exactly. need to announce it anymore. <laughs> With a yeah, dumb and the, heart. And the other thing is, because I was doing this, um, I'm doing this um, golf pool, like a one and done pool. So I had to, you know, I had to get the entry fees and everything from all these people. So I'm getting all these oh, Venmos geez. and PayPals and all this shit, right? And I do everything on there in private. Like, I don't need anybody seeing who I'm sending money to for whatever oh, yeah, reason. Yeah. But I notice a lot of these people, they just love having all their information out there. Like, so-and-so paid so-and-so for this. Yeah. And how much they paid them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. why would you want people to know that? Yeah. Why is it even an option to be public? It's transference of funds. Right. But it's the show me world, Harry. It's it's so bizarre, man. I couldn't imagine growing up in this. Like no. I'm an already an old, you know, salty, bitter guy. So I'm gonna immediately blanch at all this stuff, right? Yeah. But if you're if you're a younger person and you're growing up where this is just what happens, I'd it's imagine normal. it's normal for you, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, but I don't know why anything think financial ever needs to be disclosed. No, the terms, right? You know what I mean? What right. are we going to start doing? Paying people on uh, Venmo and people can look up what they got every other week? Well, you know, that's isn't that why uh, the uh, the government hired all those new uh, IRS agents? Aren't yeah, they going to be looking into that? that? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, you look at it and go, if one of these companies like Venmo really wants to make a huge splash, mm-hmm. they they make a guy, that, you know, that's making one of these guys in Major League Baseball that's making $50 million a year. And they... And they make his bi-weekly paycheck Venmoed so everybody can see how much he brings home. That'll bring a, a ton of pub to Venmo. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, PayPal. I wouldn't I, I just use it for a little stupid stuff like, you know, fantasy football stuff and all that. Yeah, kind of transference. Stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, you know, 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. But um, there was a football player. I think it was Russell Okun, the offensive lineman. When he hit free agency, I believe he signed, I forget where, it might have been the Panthers, and he wanted to be paid in Bitcoin. Do you remember uh, that? Good good job, buddy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in crypto. How'd that go? Yeah, that worked How'd that out. Work? Yeah. And now you're playing NFL football for free. Right. Basically. <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of the NFL, obviously the Eagles, um, you know, the big tilt this weekend against the 49ers looking really forward to these championship games i think both games are going to be wildly entertaining did you see their look ahead lines for the possible super bowl matchups no i did not see these no yeah i put them out i put it out i got this uh from i think it was bet online um jimmy shapiro sends those emails out you know and um the eagles would be favorites in both of the matchups against the afc teams cincinnati and kansas city they would really? be favored by one and a half in both in each of those games. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And then if the, the other matchups, if it's KC against San Francisco or Cincinnati against San Francisco, those games would be pick them. Okay. So they'd be straight. That's what they are now. I don't think they'll end up being a pick them if that's the case. I don't. 
Right, but I mean that's yeah. that's the opening line. Yeah, that's where they'll start. Yeah, it might have uh, already moved if you could wager on it. Yeah, on did futures. you see they, they want to move the championship games to a neutral site too? Did you see this? Yeah, well that that I'm it's so never glad. Gonna happen. I'm, yeah, yes, it will. It will if they find a way that their the owners are making more money because well, that's, that's all the they thing. give a shit about. Yeah, okay, but they how are they gonna replace the gate? They don't care about the fans, yeah. like the real fans. You know, whether you now you got to get on on a plane and fly three hours to watch what would have been a home game. They don't give a shit. They're playing games in London and you know in Munich, Germany, or whatever in Mexico. They don't care. They're going to go wherever a big basket of money is. That's yeah, see, all they the prob- care about. The problem with that though is, you know, at least for the Super Bowl, you have what two weeks, yeah, to get everything planned in right. one week. So you play your and your your divisional round. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Sunday at four thirty, like the your Eagles game's beat over the Giants. At, yeah, they, yeah, their their game's over at nine o'clock at night. You got like three days to plan to get to a neutral site location, right? Book a flight, book a hotel, up the nose for the price, right? You know, it's that's bananas to me. Yep. It is. It and is. San Francisco's got to travel halfway across the country. That's Vantage Eagles. It is, and I, but I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah, and I because you're right. I think they they were just using, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. They they always say, right? So yeah. the, the crisis was, you know, Buffalo and Cincinnati didn't play the final game. So if Buffalo ended up playing Kansas City, they couldn't give it to Kansas City or Buffalo's home field. So we're going to play it in Atlanta. Well, thank God that game didn't happen because I didn't want that. I want you play all year and play your bag off to get home field advantage. Yeah. You know, yeah. and some of these places are real home field advantages, like Philadelphia like, and Arrowhead, like Kansas City. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't understand this incessant need to want to make things neutral sighted. I don't get it. Super Bowl, we get it. Right, it, it's been that way. It is that way. That's great. It's a destination. You're going to put it somewhere, make it a whole thing. Right. And you don't want the most important game of the year dictated by the weather typically yeah i know they've moved them around they had one in new york and you know the weather wasn't so great but because they want to reward these places for that build new stadiums mostly but in a dome that game you know i'm okay with that game played indoors somewhere or yeah. somewhere warm yeah you know? i agree i'm I'm totally yeah. fine with that i think the moving the championship game though is going too far but you know this is the nfl you're right if owners yeah. overall can make more money now the eagles this is their what fifth nfc championship game at lincoln financial field home nfc championship game since 2002 well the first five the first one they played was in st louis yeah and they lost when and then the next couple were at home the next well no they then they lost to tampa bay at home that was at home that was at the vet so is carolina carolina right was what was a wasn't that like 14 to 3 or something Carolina came in here and stuffed the stuffed the Eagles, and then the next year they beat what Minnesota or Atlanta? I forget who was. They beat Atlanta to go to the Super Bowl. Atlanta, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They beat Minnesota in two thousand seventeen, and then the year that they they lost in the championship game that was in Arizona. Yes, a couple years after that. Oh eight, yeah. And then they had the one here when they won the Super Bowl against Minnesota. Minnesota. When this this year is the fifth one, so twenty five percent of the NFC championship game since 02 have been in Philadelphia. And then if you want to go all the way back to 1981, that game was at the vet. Yeah. They beat Dallas yep. and yep. then went on to lose in new Orleans to the Raiders. 
Yeah, but I mean, for 25% of them over a 20-year period, 25% of the championship games to be in Philadelphia is pretty amazing. It it is. Yeah, it is. You know? I mean, prior to that, we didn't have one in Philadelphia since 81 when they played the Dallas Cowboys. And what a beatdown that was of the Giants, man. You talk about that team just being outclassed. Yeah. I mean... You know, all this people hype. that were nervous. I know. I'm like, come on. Do you know how bad that Minnesota defense is? Yeah. That the Giants, you know, uh, shredded, shredded. And, you know, this Daniel Jones. I mean, come on. I hope they've signed Daniel Jones for 10 years. Yeah. Sign him in perpetuity. Seriously. You know, and Dak Prescott. I hope Dak Prescott and Daniel Jones are in uh, Dallas and New York, respectively, for the next 10 years. Yeah. Look, well, they're not winners. They're, they're Dak, the, Dak's not a winner. He's I mean, not good enough. No, he's really not in a big spot. I mean, he had the two interceptions. Um, you know, you know, the Niners really should not have had that touchdown drive, most likely. Did you see this? No, what happened? Remember the great, the crazy catch that Kittle made where he's bobbling yep. it and he finally gets a control of it before the uh, Dallas players tackled him? That was a huge play in what ended up being their only touchdown drive yeah. in the game, right? Well, you go back to it, and I heard Boomer Siason talking about this, and he was talking with um, – who's the official guy that they have in the booth for CBS? He used to Pereira? be a basket- – no, he used to be a basketball uh, – college basketball official too. Um, I forget his name. He's, he's pretty good. I mean, Steve Jabby? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he worked with Steve Jabby. Yeah. Um, but – they're, uh, they're talking about the game, and if you look at the formation that the 49ers were in, it was an illegal formation. Oh. Kittle was off the line of scrimmage. So was Juszczyk, who was the fullback. He was split out sort of like a tight end. And then the wide receiver was off the line of scrimmage. So oh. it was an illegal – nobody was covering him up on the line of scrimmage. So they, there was that, and then he's technically an illegal receiver. So he's a man, illegal man downfield, touch, and then yeah. touched the ball. It's an illegal touching. So there was a myriad of penalties that none of them were called Yeah, against the Niners on what ended up being the biggest play of the game. Yeah, because it extends that drive, and they go down, and they score the touchdown. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, Dallas at this point, I know Dan Orlovsky kind of went off on the Cowboys. And we saw that dumb video that Skip Bayless put out throwing the Dak jersey. Oh, what trash. a goof he is. I, I mean, mean, that was, yeah, what an actor that guy is. Yeah, wow. what a what brilliance. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> you don't quit your shit job. Oh, my God. And, you know, you, you see all this shit. And, like, a guy like Chris Sims is still, like, just shitting on jail and hurts. Yeah. Like, well, that's got, part of his brand now. I think that's his yeah. just shit on Philadelphia. That's what he, that's what he does. But and, and and that is a brand for some people. It is. They like to yeah. just shit on Philadelphia because they know that they'll get a reaction here. Right. Right. We got to stop reacting. I know. I know. Anthony I know. had a whole thing yesterday on the radio. Wait a second. Was coming, you, sure ben was coming to town. You're listening to Anthony. And there was a video that was put out. Oh, okay. He was all angry because mm-hmm. of uh, all the criticism of the Philadelphia fans in regards to Ben Simmons. But at because we mistreated him and he had mental issues and uh, we yeah. caused it and right. the whole thing. And, right, right. And he was, you know, waiting for an apology. I thought it was funny though, because he was waiting for an apology for, for that. And he's yeah. a guy that, I mean, he, he blew Ben six ways to Sunday. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the, wasn't he the prodigy? 
Yeah. That's when he played a song from Prodigy, right? Yes, Firestar. Firestar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a prodigy. <laughs> yeah. He's magic. But it's it is funny though because it's like no one likes us and we don't care was the mantra, right? Yeah, but when that's no one likes totally us, we inc care. incorrect. Yeah. It's totally incorrect. It couldn't be it couldn't care more. Yeah, than what so people caught outside up in of here it. think think of everybody. Yeah, it's terrible. But you know why it is? it's that in that Philadelphia inferiority complex. Yeah. You know, and it's it's the one thing that Philadelphia fans all can unite around is the fact that, you know, everybody gets picked on or we're the redheaded stepchild or whatever it is, right? Right. Uh, what, what do you think happens this week against the 49ers? You think they get it done? Well, you know, everybody's waiting for the, the clock to strike midnight on Brock Purdy. And yeah. it almost did last week. I mean, that was the toughest defense that he had faced yet. Because if you go back and look at the games that Purdy has had to play in, uh, the teams that they've beaten really haven't been all that good. Okay, yeah. so Dallas was a, a pretty good defense. And held them to field goals, like we just talked about. They drove for one touchdown in the game, and there was an illegal play that they got away with. So, you know, this Eagles defense is better than Dallas's defense. Yeah. They get after the quarterback. How many sacks they have this year? As, 75, as I think. 70-some. So. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And plus, they've got really good uh, defensive backs through the yeah. Eagles. We all know this. So, if the Eagles are going to win this game, it's going to be, I think, their defense really limiting what Purdy and the Niners will be able to do. Now, if the Niners want to run on them or are able to run on them, that's going to change things. Yeah. As we know, that, Shanahan loves to run. I mean, he's not going to put Purdy back there 25, 30 times to throw it. Yeah, that's, that would work. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that you got to be able to stop the run because mm -hmm. that controls the clock, too. Right. I just can't see Purdy, you know, being able to go on the road in this situation and be able to handle it well enough for them to come away with the win if they can't run the ball. Yeah. That, if that's they can't the run key. the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you, if they, the Eagles can force Purdy to try and beat them. And, and yeah. I think the biggest key, Harry, is going to be to get up early in the game and force them to, to have to throw the ball. Yeah. Uh, that would be ideal. Now, I will say, you know, the Eagles ran all over the Giants. They did it up in the Meadowlands in December. They ran for like 250 yards as a team last week. You had Gainwell, you know, having the big game and they yeah. ran it for 200 plus against, you know, with everybody combined. They're, that's not going to happen this week. No, you're not going to be able to Niners team. No, you're absolutely right. It's going to no. Jalen Hurts is going to have to be great this yeah. week. And, you know, the one thing about the Eagles, though, we, through this season, though, however we saw, was the fact that in the first quarter or first halves, they were great offensively. Sometimes mm -hmm. we were kind of lamenting that they didn't score any points in the second half. Right. They got away with it. They didn't need to. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, to get out to a lead in this game, you're going to have to keep piling on it. I mean, we talked about that a couple weeks ago with that one game. Uh, where you can't let your foot off the gas at all because right. you got to stay aggressive. Yeah, you have yep. to, or yep. you end up, you're going to find a way to lose a game. So yeah. I don't and know. I mean, look for AJ Brown to have a, uh, a couple of big plays. Uh, yeah. Apparently he was uh, upset happy. that yeah. he wasn't a bigger part of the offense, which, yep. you know, that's the modern day athlete, I guess, you know, especially at that position. It's not about winning games so much as it is feed me the ball. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lament that, but look, look for the coach to get him he's, involved. He's a player's coach, and I think he's going to try to work him into the game plan early. Yeah, get so him player involved props. Right away. We do player props on my show with Aton. 
yeah. and Matt Cherico. So I'm going to, you know, be looking at some AJ Brown player props. Yeah. Some game. first half player props too. get them going right. early. Uh, let's tell people about the uh, wealth advisory services. Harry. Oh shit. I don't even have my any, stuff yeah. with me. Come on. Are you prepared uh, yeah. over there? Or I'm, not, I'm not really prepared. Um, you know, I'm so busy talking about, you know, sports player props and gambling and all kinds of shit. All right. Wealth Advisory Services. If you don't know them, you should. Paul, Dave, and the entire crew, they've got over 100 years of first-class service working with all different levels of investors across the country. And it's more than luck or coincidence that will bring financial independence. It's called planning. And as pros dedicated to continuing education with a high standard of ethics, they leave nothing to chance at Wealth Advisory Services. They'll coordinate with other trusted pros to ensure seamless management of your assets with services that range from portfolio management, insurance, tax, estate, and retirement planning, and beyond. They're in Bucks County and Cape May, New Jersey. WealthAdvisoryServices.com, a personalized approach to managing your wealth. So what are you doing for the game, Harry? Um, you just be watching here. at home? Yeah, that's what I always do. Yeah. yeah, I like to take notes and, you know, I like to have my cocktails. I like to have the availability of a nice, clean bathroom. Controlled environment. Uh, yes, very controlled environment. There's no traffic. Yeah. You know, leaving the house. Yeah. Um, well, you hope not. Game. Yeah. John so. Clark's got something going on up the street there. Well, he'll be working. He'll be, working. Oh, he'll be down right. at the stadium. Yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll, be in, he'll be in the bowels of the stadium, you know. Yeah. Recording video of uh, Brandon Graham walking off the field. Yelling at people. Yeah. Yelling at the media again. <laughs> yelling at the media. Yeah. Joey B says that uh, there's video of Tom oh. Brady at a Miami private school. Oh, Joey B. Come on. You're smarter than that. His wife, Giselle, lives in Miami right now. So his so, kids are forced to be in Miami when they're with their mom. It has no, no bearing on Tom Brady's future. You don't think he's going to the Dolphins? Well, he might. He might end up, but he's not, that's not what he's there for. He'd be there regardless of if he's going to play in Las Vegas next year. My point is his kids have to spend time in Miami. I have breaking news. Tom Brady just toured Malvern Prep. Harry. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Devin Prep when LeBron was coming. No, out. that was Malvern. I didn't go to Devin. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> you remember when you did that? Yep. That was, that was hilarious. hilarious. That was hilarious. LeBron at uh, Malvern Prep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But oh. like people like love to read those tea leaves. That oh, I know, I know. This. He's gonna go play here. Joe B thinks he's gonna end up in Vegas though with McDaniel's. Yeah, he probably will if he decides to play. But uh, also Nathaniel Hackett, he's gonna be what uh, the offensive coordinator with the Jets. Is that what I'm? Is that is that final? Yeah, I don't know. He said what? everyone's laughing that Nathaniel Hackett to the Jets is the OC. Is I don't know if that's final. Well, he was the head coach. He was a disaster as a head coach. That doesn't mean he's not a good offensive coordinator, though. No, there's not guys that are like that. There's plenty of guys like that. North Turner, Harry, was a good coordinator, but not a great coach. Not a great head coach. He did get teams to the playoffs. Um, yep. But that you know, doesn't who, mean who, it. Who are the other guys that were good coordinators? Chan Galley. <laughs> Chan Galley. He was a good coordinator. Yeah, he was. Jason Garrett was a, a decent coordinator, but a shit coach. Yeah. You know, you, you notice how you named two Dallas Cowboy coaches, right? There yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> Actually, Norv Turner was a, he was a great offensive coordinator uh, for the Cowboys. Like With him and, Yeah. 
Yeah, with those teams. Yeah, and her, him and Wanstat were the coordinators, and both yeah. of them obviously went on to get multiple jobs. Yeah, Wanstat was the head coach of the uh, Chicago Bears, and then mm-hmm. and went back to college. I he believe. looked like the mascot. Pitt. He looked yeah. like a Mike Ditka, like with that mustache. He kind of yeah. looked like a bear. Kind of like a cop. Yeah, <laughs> get that cop look to him. Yeah. Now, like, did I, you did you hear about this story? This sudden somehow got past my filter because this is the kind of story that I would seize upon. Actually, in late December, I think this broke about the Chiefs fan. Did you hear about this? This no. Chiefs aholic is what he goes by on Twitter. He actually trademarked the term or the, the name Chiefsaholic. And he's a dude who's been to every Chiefs game home and away for like the last seven years, they say. All right. And it was like a big deal on social media. He'd dress up for the games in the wolf pack. He'd wear a big wolf's like mask over his head and, uh, you know, wore the jersey and, you know, was like all over social media. One of the super okay? fans. Yeah. Yeah. Super fan. I think even the, you know, the, the organization might have done some things. Well, like they recognized him as being like the super fan kind of thing. They put him on the Jumbotron and his. Kind of like Sean from. Exactly. exactly. Guy. Yeah. But Sean, I don't think, is robbing banks to fund their love and fandom of their. This guy's team. robbing banks? This dude was arrested in Oklahoma in late wow. December. The, the fans noticed that he wasn't at the Houston Texans game. I think that was a road game in Houston. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he, the, the fans noticed that this guy wasn't there. And they all of a sudden Reddit blew up and social media, like people wondering what happened to him. Cause he's, he never misses a game. Turns out he was arrested in Oklahoma for robbing a bank, wearing a mask, not the wolf mask though, some other mask. And this is how he was funding his gambling and, the you know tickets season tickets and all the road yeah, trips to go all the road trips yeah he'd rob banks wow this and is, it turns a great out movie turns out he's homeless he claims now he's homeless that he's been busted and hasn't worked a real job since 2020 wow his name this is, is some xavier. kind of great movie i know like a 30 for 30 or something his name's xavier michael babudar wow and i saw the you know the uh you know, the picture of him and it's it's crazy wow. i mean he, he would be questioned on on twitter you know people because he put up his bet slips and like you know every parlay that he was working on you know a thousand dollar parlay that would get him 58 grand or whatever and people say man you know what kind of a job do you have that you can afford to bet this way and he'd say i hustle in private was his response yeah yeah I, you all right rob yeah. thanks fucking Jesus. nuts that's yeah. awesome what a great story yeah this guy not xavier mcdaniel no no the x-man Harry. the x-man yeah he went that's i what... think he, i think he was a wichita state guy the x-man is that right i think so my son's middle name's xavier is it that's a good yeah. name yeah the i x. like that name. <laughs> what the hell was that jesus christ it was just a huge yeah i heard i heard it Boom out there. I have no idea what that was. My neighbor didn't drive through the garage or something. Um, let's tell everybody about some sleep, Harry. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to get some. That's what you got to do. Get some.com if you're having trouble getting enough sleep at night. Some sleep has you covered. The scientifically advanced SOM stack includes ingredients that are naturally found right now in your body, like GABA, magnesium, and melatonin. 
Sleep is obviously the best form of recovery. It's helped N4L founder, our buddy Colin Thompson, take his game to the next level in the NFL. And it's simple. All you got to do is drink one serving just 30 minutes before bed, and your body's going to naturally calm itself down. Other sleep supplements, they're going to leave you groggy in the morning. But not Psalm Sleep. You'll wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day. Make sure you check them out at GetSom.com. Use our code G's, J-E-E-Z, for 10% off your order. How was the uh, the game at the Reading uh, the Reading Barn there, Harry, for the the jazz performance? And yeah, uh, well, yeah, Redding. I went I went up to the hockey game and they played Adirondack. Okay, and they the had Reading played, Royals. Yeah, the Reading Royals. They had played Adirondack the night before, Friday night, and beaten them. Reading's pretty good this year. I think they're second in the in the league. Okay, um, and Adirondack's not that good. They're a Devils. Uh, I believe they're a Devils uh, franchise. Affiliate. Yeah, affiliate. So we go to the game, and my nephew is playing the drums in the jazz band that was playing in the concourse, and they played a couple of songs, and it was good. And then we all went into the game, and I'd never been in this little arena before, but it was, kind of, you know, I think 5,000 seats maybe. Yeah, Small it's place. Cool spot. It's cool, though, you know. And so there's not a bad seat in the house. And I watched the first two periods. My wife convinced me wow. to stay for the second period because I wanted to go home and watch football. Yeah. Uh, you it made the, it through two periods of the game. I'm, it was the Niners Seattle game that I was checking on my phone as I'm wow. watching the game. So we leave and they're losing one, nothing. And they had shown no offense whatsoever. I get home and looked it up on the phone. Somehow I found it. They won three to one. Apparently they came out gangbusters in the third period and scored tore the door goals. off. Harry. <laughs> no, I didn't see one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they tore the door off the room. Is that what you call it? For the third. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe Tortorella came in and then gave them the, the speech in between the second and third period. Hold them to stiff it up. <laughs> I th- if you're not going to be stiff, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to play. <laughs> is that, is that what he says? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. He's, He's got his own like terminology that he uses. Like he calls the D zone the end zone. Well, we're mm. stuck in our end zone. Mm. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I actually I talked to him yesterday. He's on today's Flyers Daily Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, he, he I think the dude's an absolute right. And he does this thing with the hockey for, hockey and hounds. Oh okay. So, so oh yeah, he's a, he's a big dog, like a rescue dog guy, right? Yeah, big yeah. time. And yeah. I'm talking to him about hockey, and then as soon as I get to the dogs, he like lights up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to talk about the dogs. He doesn't want to talk about hockey. Right. Right. But yeah, he's doing a good job. I mean, the team's been since, since the uh, winter break or since the holiday break, the Flyers are the second best w- points percentage in the NHL. Is that right? Only behind the Bruins who beat them six, nothing too. Yeah. Man. The Bruins are, a, they're a wagon. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. This year, how good they are. I actually bet a couple hockey games this past. Is that night. right? Yeah. And I, I went two and oh, so far in the, in, in the NHL. I took yeah. Rick Tockett and the Vancouver Canuck in his debut against the pathetic Blackhawks. Yep. And they won the game, I think, five to two. That uh-huh. was my first winner. And then I went against them two nights later against the Kraken in Seattle. The Kraken had just played four games in six days and went like one and three. Like they yeah. had lost three games after a big win streak. And then they had a couple of days off. And Vancouver was coming in off a back-to-back. And I'm like, they're going to get smacked. They lost 6-1. to one. Wow. The Kraken. Talk, talk, talk right back to uh, reality quick. Exactly. There, huh? Yeah. 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 Who's yeah, on he, the Kraken? They're a good squad. Yeah. Well, 
they are pretty good. You know who the coach is? Dave Hackstall, the former Flyer coach. No way. Yes, Hack got that job. Wow. He's doing a good, he's doing a really good job. He's one of the guys that they're saying is going to be up for the Jack Adams to win the coach of the year. Jack Adams award. Why wouldn't why wouldn't that be called the Scotty Bowman Award or something? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jack. Who's, yeah, who's I don't know. Jack Adams? When, when did he coach? Nineteen thirty? Yeah, probably. Was he a yeah. Canadians coach or something? Yeah. Back in the day. Oh. I'm sure. I don't, yeah. I, you know, I don't even know <laughs> the fact that I don't know. You don't even know who he is. Yeah, It should be Scotty Bowman's left wing lock coach of the year. Harry. That's right. It's that's what, that's what it should be called. <laughs> the left wing lock. <laughs> uh, the great oh. neutral zone defense of the left wing lock. Oh man. <laughs> well, there's variations of that still being run now, but you're right. It should be named after Scotty Bowman. Yeah. You got to update that man. Come yeah. On. I know we, you know, we got like the King Clancy Award and, the, you know, the the Norris Trophy, not Fred Norris, but now, now the Norris is that for the best defenseman? Yeah, but okay. it's basically the the best defenseman that gets the most points. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's, so it's not about offensive. defensive defensemen; no. it's about offensive defensemen. Yeah, guys yeah. like you know, like Eric Carlson yeah. or Brent Burns or you know Dobby Robin Yossi. You know, those kind yeah, of guys win. Right. I mean, Yossi had like 96 points. So he won it. So um, let's tell Hamilton. everybody about Shots and Giggles, Harry. Now, Shots and Giggles. Now, do you have the copy for that? Because I got to find that. That's in I my... do not have that, Harry. You, you got nothing. When... Like, no, are, I you, have no... are you really even a part of this anymore? I, like, I'm I sensing. You, you take care of all the ads. I take care of all the technical elements of uploading and editing and all that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's that time of year. The cold, blistering weather is here. It's very <laughs> windy it? today. Yes, it's freezing outside. It's time to migrate to the southernmost city in the continental United States, and that's Key West, Florida. Our friends over at Shots and Giggles have the go-to locals and wannabe locals bar in Key West. Right behind Sloppy Joe's, nestled next to Tattoos and Scars Saloon. Right off Green Street, Shots and Giggles is known for a relaxed atmosphere. I don't think there is any other atmosphere down there. Cold drinks and always having the game on any of their five TVs. Owners Steve and Hanya have been based down in Key West for over 18 years. They enjoy the sunshine and the small town feel. But even though Steve is from San Jose, California, you'll often see him around town in an Eagles jersey. And Hanya, she's a diehard Commanders fan from Annapolis, Maryland, but she also wears an I Hate Dallas t-shirt, so she's cool with Eagle people. Uh, when you're down in the Keys this winter, stop by Shots and Giggles, hang out with some of the awesome bartenders, grab a drink to go from the takeout window. That sounds like a good time. You walk around on the streets drinking and watch some football at the southernmost NFC East bar, Shots and Giggles. There you go. How about that? Um, that's good stuff. So championship game this weekend, celebrating greasing up the polls, I'm sure, this weekend. Harry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's the early game, up. too. It's the 3 o'clock game. Yeah. So. That's good. Yeah. You know, last time, when they played the Giants last week, they apparently weren't letting people. It was a night game, 8-15 start, but they weren't letting people into tailgate until like 4 in the afternoon. Because of the Wings so what? Game. Well, no, but that's what people did to buy yeah. to get around it. They, they bought a ticket to the Wings game, probably didn't go into the game, and then started drinking at you know noon. Yeah, there was one guy that posted a picture on social media of him in the parking lot at seven thirty a.m. and said, "Where is everybody?" Yeah. <laughs> Dude, seven thirty. The game started at eight fifteen that night. 
It's 13 hours prior to kickoff. I wonder how many times he went to the port of John. Oh, my God. You know, between now and when the game started. Oh, just buckle. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's ridiculous. (laughs) It is. I mean, that's way too early. I mean, be out there all day. I mean, I don't care if you got a, a, a... rv or whatever you got i mean that's a long day yeah the rv is the way to go though yeah i guess that's, so. that's that's the way to go um and did you see the pizza kerfluffle no well i think it was before was it before the giants game oh Sir, pizza sirianni yeah. came out and said that uh yeah. he and the coaches and the play i don't know if the players were involved or not but he and the coaches were eating stuffed crust pizza hut pizza yeah, people freak and, out. Well, I love Pizza Hut. There's not it, one. There's not one around here anymore. They've all closed down. I, I think you'd I'd, I'd have to drive to like Lancaster or something to get a, find a Pizza Hut. But I used to love it. But that's not the official pizza of the NFL. So somebody got to him and oh. said, "Yo, yo, Holmes, you can't be saying you're eating Pizza Hut pizza because." Little Caesars is paying millions of dollars to the NFL to be the official pizza of the NFL. So I'd rather, what, eat, the, I'd rather eat the box than Little Caesars. I know, yeah, Pizza Hut kills Little Caesars. I mean, come on. I don't like that either, but still. Yeah, well, so somebody must have gotten to him. And I'm thinking, I think it was Tim McManus, our buddy, was in, in the press conference this week and asked the question. I don't know if he was told to ask it, but he asked him about pizza, if there was any pizza eaten. And he said, yeah. And he, what kind? Oh, Little Caesars. Oh, so they got to him. They <laughs> did. He's been bought. Yes. Well, that's unbelievable. <laughs> well, people were outraged that he said Pizza Hut with all the great pizza. But he, look. Right. I mean, what is he going to say? Gianfranco's on right. uh, North and South? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, because then if he says that one, you know, 15,000 idiots are going to say, no, no, this place has got the best pizza. Yeah. Like, he's well, not going to win. Yeah. yeah. Lorenzo's or yeah. this right. or that. Yeah, you can't right. find it. You can't win. Yeah. I mean, and then really good places, you get what's Tacanelli's? You can't mm-hmm. get pizza unless you, uh, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, all right. Let's, uh, you know, what's great? Pizza and food. Fudge. Yeah, after you fudge after you eat the pizza, then you get the yes. fudge. The official, sp- <laughs> the official sponsor of Not For Long Media and the IG's podcast, Original Fudge Kitchen, is a staple of the Jersey Shore. Six locations, Cape May, Wildwood, Stone Harbor, and Ocean City. The Original Fudge Kitchen, they make all their fudge right in the store. So that's going to guarantee a delicious product each and every time. Stop in and let them know that N4L sent you. But if you're not able to get there in person, it's not a problem. Valentine's Day coming up. You can ship across the USA. Be sure to check them out at fudgekitchens.com. The original Fudge Kitchen shipping fudge and sweet treats all across the USA. There we go. All right, let's wrap that up uh, there, Harry. We'll see if we're celebrating a trip to the Super Bowl next week. Uh, Any last words you have for anybody? You better have something next week, man. I know. I'm I'm telling you what. This is one. I'm you know what this was like? This was like when we do the four-hour show and the clock would strike one o'clock and I have to get you from one to two o'clock. Yeah, well, we just got to two o'clock. <laughs> Mikey Miss coming up. Mike Miss coming up next. Pat Egan produced. Uh, we'll see if he books so inside guests tomorrow. <laughs> Um, all right, that's episode 49. Leave us. Oh, we got some rating and reviews we can read next week, too. Okay, good. Yeah, well, well, episode 50, we got to read the reviews. 
Yeah, we'll do an episode. It's of a milestone. First fifty. Right. Um, Can so we do we'll a do... best of hour? <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. Put that together today. Just send me the reads. Oh, <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next week on the Ah Geez podcast.